Welcome to the show. My name is Scott Backen and I'm a content creator from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're talking all about get the hell out of debt. My guest today, Erin Sky Kelly, says her 18-month strategy will move everybody out of debt into a cash-positive situation. She herself was $2.1 million in debt and has seen these principles work not only for her, but for people who have chosen to do her course. So, Aaron says, it doesn't matter if you're $5,000, $10,000, or $500,000 in debt. These principles work. This conversation was completely mind-blowing and life-changing. I'm excited to put them into action. Aaron is so committed to helping you get out of debt that she has given me a code to give you for free for her course, Get the Hell Out of Debt. All you have to do is go to my Instagram account, join my broadcast channel, Your Pivot Year, and join in as we talk about all things financial, health and wellness, and moving towards our goals. But as part of Your Pivot Year and these conversations, please sit back, relax, and watch and enjoy. Get the hell out of debt. Erin, uh, welcome to the show. Scott, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. It's so good to see you. I, like I said, I don't know what the name of the show is yet, but... Whatever you create, it's going to be magic. I know I you. So. I've only ever seen you Aww. create stuff out of your imagination that yeah. turns into magic. I've tried. Yeah. You know what? It's hard to do in Canada sometimes. Do you ever feel that? Mm -hmm. Well, Canada's tough because we're so broad and right. vast and spread out right. and it's harder. Everyone's everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's everywhere. You go to any other country and people are so connected. So for those, obviously, we've known each other for 20 years, which is crazy. Let's pretend it's not that it's long because I, I don't know, want to be that old. But we still look good, right? <laughs> you do. Oh, you look great. <laughs> oh, You've been up to some, for people that are just tuning in and being like, I know who you are and I know you have a big um, following. But for people that are unfamiliar with you in my community, why don't you just tell them who you are, what you do? I'm a Canadian girl yeah. at heart who one time got myself in a whole lot of financial caca and then got myself out of it. And so I've written a book, a couple of books actually, all around money. And so my mission is currently helping free people from financial stress and financial struggle and helping right. them become financially free. And this is a huge topic. It is huge. This one is huge because this is what keeps people up at night. It really does. This is the one. This is it. This is the one. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, your husband might have erectile dysfunction, but you'll eventually <laughs> fall asleep. The stress <laughs> of the credit card debt is the thing that you're going to be wide awake and angry about at 3 a.m. Right. Yeah. I wasn't prepared yeah. for that. But okay, yes. This is what keeps people up at night. It is, How am yeah. I going to pay my bills? How am I? And I think it even intensifies when you're in your late mid 40s because yeah. um, it's when stuff's getting real yeah. and you're looking at you know, your prime of your life. And I think another thing is you see the pressure of other people. Some people are overperforming and some people are underperforming. You're trying to find your category. Yeah, and I think the, like the youth fallacy is that you always think, okay, I'm gonna just eventually make more. Like I'll eventually catch up. And because that's not true when we don't have good financial systems in place, what happens is you start to realize you're running out of time. Yeah. And that is scary for a lot of people. That's it. Because when you're young, who cares? Yeah. It's no worries. It's like they I'll live at home eventually. with their parents, you yeah. know, it'll be fine. Sleep and on someone's couch. Everything's been fine up until now, until right. things get real. Yeah. So the tax man comes, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. the other people come, whoever's knocking on the door. Yeah. You know, but life's expensive. It is. And life is not getting cheaper. And the other thing is that the banks have made it so easy historically to borrow. And so it is covered for a lot of our mistakes or shortfall until eventually you realize like you can't, you can't play that game for very long either. So right. that gets really painful real fast. Right. So the point of today's conversation, what I really want to help people with is exactly what you're saying 
you know, we're going into new year. Um, but like get the hell out of debt, which is just such a great, cause it's so aggressive and we need to hear it, you know, cause people, people take debt too lightly. I and, agree. Right. And, yes. um, it does weigh on your shoulders, but some people take debt too lightly. And, but I love this because what I want to help people with is not only get the hell out of debt, but get positioned to take your life forward. Yes. You absolutely. Know? And this is what you do that you help people. Yeah with this I do and it's become this like really big passion of mine because I think a lot of times when you're starting out on your financial journey you don't know what you don't know and so sometimes when you get started you can often feel like oh my gosh I'm so stupid I should have known this by now I feel you know inadequate in all these ways and it's not like that it it really is something like we're not taught this information. Mm -hmm. You really have to have like a rich relative or mm -hmm. somebody <laughs> that you trust who's guided you in order to learn any of this stuff right. because most of the financial books out there are completely boring. So trying right. to even get through one of those can be really difficult. Right. And so it's sort of been my mission in a way to really make it fun, make it easy nice. and make it absolutely approachable and the type of thing that then you can teach your kids or you can teach your other friends. Right, and what's really interesting about what you just said is this is not a skill that is taught in school mm -hmm. like we're taught other things but we are not taught money management some kids nowadays like my kid took a budgeting course right i think in grade these nine must be new because it's I didn't new have, they didn't have that in saskatchewan and of course he's my kid right who has his own network spreadsheet right. and had yeah. his own business and you know and he's rolling his eyes he's like you wouldn't believe what they have us do and really it's just about <laughs> math like it's about you know money yeah. coming in and out they're not right. teaching financial like cash flow they're not right. teaching financial freedom they're not teaching mm -hmm. investments or any of that stuff and so that's what gets missed is like yeah this is great yeah i know how to balance a checkbook but there i don't have checks i'm you know it's 2023 right. 20, 2024 totally and this is irrelevant now no, so no. it is it, it should be taught yeah and so let so first of all let's get into this how common is it for people to be in debt really common yeah yeah <clears throat> if we um, go out in the street and we like throw a rock and it yeah. hits somebody odds are that person has at least their income times two in debt so if they earn um or sorry income in a half so let me let me explain this with words okay instead of yeah. half formed thoughts so if we walk out in the street and we throw a rock and it hits somebody and they make 80 grand a year odds are they have at least forty thousand dollars in debt consumer debt. So credit wow. cards, student loans, lines of credit, vehicles, 50% of their income. Right. And we know that because that's pretty much the max of what banks will do. They'll lend you that much at least. Now, some people have 100% in income and some people have more, wow. but the majority of people have right. about 50% of their annual income in consumer debt that's laying around, which makes it so hard to get ahead because when you're servicing that debt with your income, there's not a whole lot left over for anything else. Right. Because it's being eaten up in. Interest. Yeah. And what happens for a lot of people, how they manage their money. And if this is you, there's no shame because right. there really has not been another solution for you until now, but they will rack up their credit card. They'll pay it off or pay some of it off. And then they'll take that available room and they'll rack it up again. Mm. And they'll keep doing that. And then the credit card company is like, you are so good at debt. I'm going to give you a really high score. High five. Mm. Here's another $10,000 in available credit. And then that gets racked up. Mm -hmm. And slowly over time, you start to realize, oh my gosh, if I don't get this paycheck, I'm in the hole. Right. And that's and, what happens. But why are banks doing that to us? Profit. Right. Right. This is how they make money. I know. Yeah. They don't make money by 
patting us on the head and going, <laughs> good job budgeting this month, right? They, they're designed and it's in even how they, they help you get out of debt is they'll consolidate. And this is one that I hear over and okay. over and over again from people who read the book or, or yeah. do the get the hell out of debt online program is they'll say, well, a couple of years ago, I thought I was solving my problem and I was consolidating all of this high interest debt into a lower interest payment. But what they didn't realize was the fine print. And in the fine print, the way that that money was compounded actually meant that it cost them more money right? because of the, you know, how the frequency of how it was compounded or something like that. Right. They didn't look at something called the total cost of borrowing. So they lumped all their debt together in a one lump sum, but they still had access to credit cards and different things and they oh, rack it up again. Shoot. Yeah. So they got one clear thing, but then they've got the same. But now they've there. got, yeah. And right. it racks up again. Shoot. And, you know, we just had a, a gal on my podcast who was, she's, you know, in her fifties and she has paid off all of her debt mm -hmm. three or four times, mm -hmm. but every time by paying it off, mm -hmm. she just rolled it into her mortgage. Right. And today the mortgage is higher than what she paid for the home 20 years ago. Right. And she's not paid any of it down, of course. So, right. I mean, now she's, she was on the podcast as a success story. Okay. So she's, okay. <laughs> she's sorted all now, but, but that journey was really what made her go, I'm doing something wrong. Like this is not, this is not the life I envisioned for myself when I started out in my career. But I imagine people that are listening to this, it's, this is, this is scary stuff. Scary. This is, this is scary stuff because this is, is very common. So take away the shame for us. So we know yeah. that most people have debt. Yeah. Walk down the street, give someone a high five. They've got debt. So you're in the same boat if you've got it. It's okay. Right. And why are we in debt? Like why, why, you know what I mean? Why are we in debt? Well, sometimes... Uh, it's a systemic thing. So we have to acknowledge that, right? It's yeah. really easy for you and I to sit here from a place of privilege yeah. and go, stop putting shoes on your credit card, right? right. That's <laughs> not what it is for a lot of people. Sometimes it's a systemic issue. Okay. But most of the time for people who are in a position of privilege, it really is just lack of paying themselves first. So putting away money for mm -hmm. future investments. It's not knowing how to invest. It's not really understanding how money works and it's having available credit for those moments. And we all do this, mm -hmm. you and me included, cause yeah. we're human, yeah. is there are moments where our emotions dictate our behaviors. Yeah. And so we might tell ourselves at the beginning of every month, oh, this month I'm gonna do my best to stick to the budget. Yeah. And then there's a Black Friday sale yes, or a compelling it. Instagram ad yes. or something. Or you go on a trip and you walk yes. into a store that's not in your area and you're like, yes. I'll take it off. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you're like, exactly. and then you get home like, oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. So we're in debt just because of the life we're living. Yeah. Some people are just, you know, you know, quick consumers and other people it's like, they're literally paying their bills. Yeah. Just Absolutely. trying to survive. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about the spinning tire life. How do we stop spinning the tires you know what i mean yes. think about the couple or whatever that's got the kids that just they're fighting at night and they're just like how do we stop the spinning tires i know that's a big question but there's two answers to this question okay. okay so remind me okay the first part though is that we actually have to take a real honest look at what's actually happening because oftentimes when we're spinning our tires we're making assumptions about things we're not really looking at the numbers and the okay. numbers don't lie right so the very first thing we always have to do is literally pull out everything like open up all your statements if you're still getting those in the mail yeah. log into all of your accounts and really take an accounting there's two tools you're going to use the okay. first one is your net worth and that's an accounting of all of your assets which is everything you own mm -hmm. and all of your liabilities which is everything you owe and you're going to compare those against each other right. and when you subtract those numbers that number equals your net worth right. and your entire job if you want to become financially free is to make that net worth go up every month now, when you're starting out, 
it might only go up by a dollar, right. but at least it's going up and you're, and you're paying attention to what's happening. And how we make that go up is then we take our second tool, which is our budget or cash flow planner. I mean, some people hate the word budget. So like, I hate that word budget. I'm calling it a, you can call it a sunshine list for all I care. It does not matter. <laughs> call it whatever you want. But what you have to do is you have to take an accounting of your income, all right. the money that's coming into your life every month and all the money that's going out. So your income right. versus your expenses. Right. And your budget's entire job is to make that net worth go up. Now you're gonna do that while you're in debt. And then when you're out of debt, in order to not go back into debt, you're gonna use that same, those same two tools to build wealth. And that's gonna increase the net worth over time. Okay, okay so that's the first part of the question. Okay. That's how we're gonna start, yeah. Yeah. stop spinning so the wheels. So confront it. Yes. Get confrontive. And you get like viciously honest with yourself and right. your partner, right? You yeah. can't be like, I mean, we've had people say things to me like, you know, my husband gets a fried chicken sandwich every day. And then I'm like, what do you overspend on? Yeah. Well, nothing. And then she's like, okay, maybe a box of wine a week. I'm like, okay, <laughs> judge his fried chicken. Why not, right? right? We exactly. have to hold up a mirror sometimes, right? right? right. It's not our partner's so problem. Get brutally honest, yeah. look at the numbers and get real with yourself. And the other thing that's happening when you're, you know, when you're talking about the couple that's kind yeah, of fighting and yeah. they're up at 3 a.m. and they're arguing, usually what's happening in that situation is our money blocks are intersecting. Okay. So here's a fun thing. Every human, you included, me included, every human alive has a money block. There are eight major ones okay. and they're things like a lack block, a worthiness block, a procrastination block. There's a hard work block. So there's different money blocks. And what these are, are stories that we formed because of our first dealings with money we had as a kid. Interesting. So if you had an encounter with money as a kid that was really positive, um, you then made, because you're a kid, you're trying to figure out life. And so you made it mean something. And if that meaning was empowering, you probably have a good relationship with money to this day. But if the meaning was disempowering, you probably created a money block, which is a little obstacle in your mind as to why something can't be done. So for example, a lot of people have a hard work block, which means when they start to run out of money, their instant go-to is I got to work harder. I need a second job. I have to right, right there. They, and sometimes they make things more complicated than they are. We all right. know somebody who makes things more complicated yes. than they are. Right. So that'd be an example of a hard work block. And then somebody else might have a worthiness block where they just don't feel deserving of money or wealth. So every time money comes into their life, they're almost repelling it because they just don't feel worthy of it. So sometimes that means they're taking on debt unconsciously or overspending or something like that. Now, if you've got a hard work block and your partner has a worthiness block and you're married, what that means is you are always going to see your partners, like let's say you're the hard work block mm -hmm. person and your partner is the worthiness person, mm -hmm. Um, you're going to be always working to overcompensate, right. right? And they may feel like, oh, we never have enough. This person doesn't want to spend time with me. You work too much. Why aren't you home? And so it's creating friction. They might look at the worthiness issue and think, if only you'd work harder. Like, I wish you would just like pick, like, you, you know, right. get to work, take action. And they, and they can't because their block is very different. And so where those two blocks intersect that's from the, my book yeah. naked money meeting okay, so if you okay. want to read like yes. totally no, want to read up on it very like eye-opening yeah. yeah and so when you look at those two things you have to you still have to do section a which is figure out your net worth and figure out your budget but now we have to do it with a level of compassion in a partnership that's different than how we would approach it if somebody had the same block as right. we had yeah that's wild. Yeah, wild, so, hey? spinning the tires. So our thing is, number one, we're going to confront and get real. Yeah. Look at our net worth. And, and then, then number two, did we do number two? Number two, you can confront. Then number two is live with compassion for yourself and for your partner. Okay. If you're married. Yeah, because 
a lot of this stuff, a lot of the reasons these things are happening to you aren't because you're stupid or aren't because, you know, yes, we weren't taught this in school, but it's not an excuse at the end of the right. day, right? There's, yeah. uh, well, I didn't learn a lot of things in school, yeah. right? I certainly didn't learn how to do TikTok dances, but I'm pretty good at them now, right? <laughs> so we can learn anything, right, if we right. want to, but we have to come at it with really with a flashlight, like with a, sh like sh really bring everything into the light. So there is no shame mm -hmm. because no matter what circumstance you are in today, you don't deserve to be in that circumstance. If it's stressful, that's right. not what was intended for your life. Right. You are, you know, the universe, God, whatever you yeah. believe in, like wants to bless you. Right. And so we have to get ourselves in a position where not only can we receive that blessing, which is hard yeah. for some people to do, but be a good steward of that blessing right. and learn really how to manage it really well and wisely. Right. And time frame to stop spinning tires should yeah. it should we put real unrealistic or realistic no. is it a year two years like what kind of time frame on should average, be people working with 18 months really yes which is why wow consolidation doesn't this. work over and over and over again i have so much data on this so 18 much data months yes so that's why consolidation is so dangerous right because it takes your all your different let's say five different credit cards yeah. you lump some of them together into consolidation that usually takes about five years to pay off because they're compounding and compounding 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 meanwhile you're racking up more debt right. but if you focus and you really apply and i'll give you all the steps like literally for free on the podcast yeah. today because i love scott uh, not that i would charge for it anyway, right but, but i'll give you all the all we're the joining the course anyway because we want to get the hell out of <laughs> that's that, right right um but if you work the system and you work it in order, right. that's important. It's like a combination to there a safe. It is an order. Mm -hmm. I can give you all the numbers to a safe, but if you don't put them in the right order, the safe won't unlock and you right. won't get all the riches inside. So right. it's important that you do them in order. But um, the very first thing that you got to do, of course, is that radical accountability that we just talked about. We got to take stock and see where we're at. And we have to be okay with, we don't have to make up excuses as to why it's the way it is. We don't have to be like, this is because of my cousin Fred and the business we were in that he ripped me off for. This is because of my ex. Like, right. who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what the numbers are today. Right. There's no emotions. Right. The numbers don't care what the excuses. This is just what the numbers are. Right. And now we're going to work with that. Right. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get caught up on everything. Sure. So if we're behind on any bills, we have to figure out how we're going to do that. We're also going to get viciously ruthless with all of our expenses i keep saying viciously yeah I, it's like my we, new buzzword we need to get vicious <laughs> let's get vicious people <laughs> so we're going to um do what we can and sometimes it requires a radical lifestyle change now i'm not somebody who wants you to live without the fun things in life i love the fun things we love the fun things i like the finer things i yes, like the fun things we want exactly. a bit of style in our lives we want some travel we That's want all it. of that we want all that but for a season right. we may have to go I have to start practicing saying no to myself right? just for a season. And that's hard. but Because I'm saying yes to this bigger future. So we have to make sure we have that. Okay. So yep. yes to your future, no to... No to right now. No to right now. Yeah. Not no forever, but no for right you now. You might not go to the Eras Tour, but you can download it on Netflix. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix, right? Is that the it's streaming on Netflix. service it's on? I know yeah. people are paying so much money hey, for that. That's you know a, what? Just you know, get it on Netflix and it. with your friends and, and you'll catch your next round when I you can with pay for tickets in person. So it's that kind of stuff, right? So You're, we're going to say yes to our future, no to ourselves for, for right a now. Season. For a yeah. season. So... That's where we now go through our entire homes and we sell as much stuff as we can. We're going to really? live like middle. We're going to just anything that you we're don't gonna need. We're going to sell things. We're going to sell because here's two reasons okay. why we do that. Yeah. One is it really trains us what things are worth. So oftentimes what we paid for it isn't really what it's worth. It's no. depressing to do, but it makes you see things differently. Right. It's also like it brings you really back to the idea of this really consumerist culture that we have where we yeah. buy new, buy new, buy new, like All Amazon which let's be serious. Yeah. 
it's a hard one to hate because you just press a button and right. stuff shows up on your doorstep. Like the next day, yeah. Yeah. So it's do we really need these things and do we need them this fast, right? And and really taking account of what do I need? And I had a girl in the program a few years ago. She's now completely debt-free and like really well on her way. She's probably got half a million bucks wow. in net worth now from being in the negative before. But I remember we were on a Zoom call right when Zoom was brand new. And, and she's like, I don't have anything to sell. I've sold everything. Like I'm running out of ideas or whatever. And I'm behind her. I see her dining room. And I, and I think she has two kids, right? I'm like, how many people live in your house? And she's like, four. And I'm like, I see six dining chairs. You can sell two chairs. She was right. like, but I'm like, you, that's the level you have to get to the level of commitment. Now what's really fun about her is now she makes a ton of money and she invests crazy. And right. so she could buy that dining set four times over every week if she wanted to, right. but she had to, for a season, just for a season, really buckle down and go, I don't need any of this. Right. Now that's the first thing. The right. second thing we have to do now is create more income. Right. So maybe you create a service. Maybe you, you, you would be the best at this. <laughs> Actually, people should just call you, call me. charge you. You could charge yeah, for the I phone call. Them. You can come up with the ideas because right. you're brilliant at creation okay, and brilliant at creating you. ideas. But sometimes it's like the things that we come easily to us mm -hmm. are actually our true skills, but because they come easily to us, we don't put value on them. Right. You think who's going to pay for this? Who's going to pay for this? Because I wouldn't yeah. pay for this, but yeah. that you wouldn't pay for it because you're so good at it, right? right? Which I is see. rare. I see. So we've had people do everything from make candles or start an Etsy shop or, or start right. bracelets and, and go to a market. Right. Or we've had Anything. people walk dogs. We've had right. people create apps. We've had people right. do all kinds of things. In addition to their job. In addition to their so job. like a side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it can be just for a season. Right. But what we have to do with that money is we get caught up on our bills yeah. and then we create something called the quick and dirty. Mm. I love the quick and dirty. I know. <laughs> is it vicious? Well. <laughs> it's a vicious quick and dirty. Listen, when you start talking about money, people are like, this is so boring. So I started no, to say 50 is, shades of budgeting and this, nobody bought it. This is, might be unsexy, but this is the sexy is when you have the money. Yes. So do yes. the unsexy so you yes. can be sexy because I want to be like with a margarita in my hand, you know, at yes. the, the five star. Yes. Yeah. And what's really great about that is <laughs> when I'm out of debt, yes. you know, of and you can really be in service to people in a whole different way yeah. when you don't have this desperation for cash attached right. to you. Right. Yeah. Because as we all know, when we chase something or when we're desperate for something, it runs. Like right. think about the dude. Did you ever go to the bar in your twenties? Yeah. 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 You know, the guy that's like at closing time, that's yeah. like looking around and he's yeah. reeking a desperate. You're like, ew, like it just yeah. repels you. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is when we're in debt. Like we're looking around for money and money is right. like, ew, it, you, gross. Yeah, right. right? It yeah. gets desperate. Yes. It's gross. So when you're in it's a position cool. of power, you're in more of an attraction state and you have the ability to really receive like and okay. yeah, it's a whole different vibe. So okay. yeah, you'll be in yeah. your five star. Okay. And you'll be giving money away and you'll be, yeah. money will be coming in while yeah. you're at your hotel. Like For it's sure. going to be a whole different yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to create some income. We're mm -hmm. going to do all that. And we're going to put that money in a quick and dirty. And a quick and dirty is a bank account at a different institution than the one you bank with. Okay. Because it's a way, it's a little bit harder to get to. Right. And it needs to be a no fee account. Okay. So it depends where you live, but I have lots of great options for you. And right. they do make them people like, yeah, I have a no fee account. My bank doesn't charge me fees as long as I have a $5,000 balance in it. Right. I'm like, sorry, Jack, <laughs> that is a fee account. <laughs> right? We need an account where you could put in money. Right. And if you ignore that account for a few months, cause you don't yeah. need that money, yeah. that money is all still there when right. you come back. Right. If it gets depleted by 10 bucks a month, mm -hmm. it's a, f whether or not they tell you you need a minimum balance in there or not. 
that's a fee account. We want a no fee account, right. not a not a jump through hoops right. and there's no fee account. Yeah. And so it's going to be at a separate institution than the one you bank with. And okay. you need to gather up from your selling of your stuff, from your getting creative, because mm-hmm. it's not just enough to to get rid of expenses. That's that's a shrinking state. Right. We want to be an expansion state as well, which right. is the creation of income. So we want to do both things because we have to do both to get wealthy. Right. So we're going to put the equivalent of one paycheck in the quick and dirty. Right. Now people are like, I get paid once a month. Great. Then it's one paycheck. Right. People get paid once a week. Great. It's one paycheck yeah. because we know humans live what? Yeah. Check to check. Paycheck to check. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So this is the buffer system. Right. It's basically like a debt condom. Okay. It protects you <laughs> from using your credit card. <laughs> just making sure i love a debt condom (laughs) so that's what the quick and dirty is it stops you from using that credit card right right? it's like the yes now the key is do we have a debit card for that account you can yeah you can yeah but you're gonna like not keep it in your wallet right and you got to be really clear that that's for emergencies sure that's for not for like a black friday sale right it's absolutely for emergencies oh my gosh i need to pay the mortgage yeah Yeah. tire blue hot water tank went that kind of a thing so the equivalent of one paycheck now you're not going to use your paycheck and shove it in there because you're going to use your paycheck to pay your bills. If you right. had an extra paycheck laying around, you probably wouldn't be in debt. Right. So it really is about the accumulation of that money. And we want you to do that because we want to activate different parts of your brain that have probably been dormant for a yeah. while to get creative, to get resourceful. Right. Because it's not about the resources that you have. It's about the resourcefulness that you can tap into in right. order to build wealth. Right. Okay. So quick and dirty. Quick and dirty. I'm Got it? About it. Yes, I'm here for the quick and dirty. Now, next thing you're going to do is, I don't know if that's two or three. Is this number three or four? This is, for us, it's, yeah, technically it's three. We would call that step two. Wait, I'm just going to. So the quick and dirty, we're all about the quick and dirty. So you got the quick and dirty. Now we're going to start to pay off the debts. Now there's five different ways you can do it. And you're going to choose the system based on your own psychology. Right. So. I'll run through them real quick. Sure. And if you're like, I need more on yeah, that, yeah, go yeah. get the book from the library or yeah. whatever. We yeah, go yeah. into all the psychology of it later. But you can take pay them off in order of the smallest balance to the largest balance. Yeah. That's the one Dave Ramsey right. really likes, right? So yeah. he, he's the guy so for that So say this, this is our debt we're paying off. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do, sorry, say that again. You're going to pay them off in the order of the smallest balance to the largest balance. Okay. Or, and I'll make this make more mm-hmm. sense in a minute. Um, largest interest rate to smallest interest rate, right? right. There's all these different ways. Right. Let's right, just right, say right, that. Right, right. There's all these different ways you can right. pay it off, okay? So you're going to choose choose your own adventure. Which one makes the most sense to you? We take you through right. a whole system to figure out which one, right. but you might already be listening and go, I already know the one I want to pay off because like for me, it was this, um, I should bleep this. I shouldn't actually nope. say it. it. was the blue bank. Do you know which one I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. The blue bank. <laughs> I hated that bank so much. I went into the blue bank. <laughs> No fault of the blue bank, but there was this one teller who was so condescending. And I was right. like, I know I'm in trouble, but I need your help with this one thing. And yeah, she yeah. was like, wow, yeah. you should put some money. I'm like, uh. so annoyed. So I just always hated the blue. Now that woman has not thought about me at all right. in 30 but years, but I thought about her yeah. for a long time. So she was, was like, almost a good thing. Yes. You know? She was my uh, worthy floor. adversary. Yes. I like that. So I um, paid that one off first, even though it might not have made sense financially. Sure. It, it was an emotional leverage for me to like get rid of that one so you're going to choose for you and then what you're going to do is you're going to pay the minimums on all of your debts which feels weird for a lot of people they're like just the minimums but yes you're going to pay the minimums and the one that you're going to focus on first you're going to throw everything at that one you're not going to touch a quick and dirty that's only for emergencies 
but everything that you can gather up. Now, the budget's job, as you remember, is to increase the net worth. Net worth. You, it was on the tip of your tongue. Yes, it was. Budget's there. job is to increase the net. I don't know why I was quizzing you there. Yes, like, I like what it. are we in kindergarten? This, this is good. Raise your hand. Keeping me alive. <laughs> so we're going to, because as we're doing that, we're doing this. Yes. We want to go here. Up top. Nailed right? it. We want to go here, people. Here, here. Yes. yes. Yeah. So. You're going to pay the minimums on everything and you're going to laser like sharks with freaking laser right. beams on I their like head, this. right? And you're going to focus all your energy on paying off. <laughs> I love these sharks the with laser beams. <laughs> what was that? Dr. Evil? I Who was know, that? I can see Austin them now. Yeah. And so you're going to be so focused right? and you're going to throw every spare dollar you right. have at that debt, whichever debt is first on your list. Right. Then you're going to take everything you were paying on that one and you're going to put it on the next one. Now right. it's called the snowball method or the avalanche method. Uh -huh. There's all sorts of different snowstorms right. related um, analogies for that, but you're going to choose one at a time. And the reason is because what happens otherwise is people will make sort of minimum payments on everything or, or pay a little yes. bit towards everything and, that's and the nothing worst, ever right? goes that's anywhere. That's the spinning the tires yes. because you're just like... Through 500 and you're back to... You're hired. You're hired, yeah. You nailed it. Yeah, you and me, we're going on tour. Yes, <laughs> you nailed it. So good, yes. So you're just going to keep doing that. And that's the process that takes about 18 months. Now we've right. had people do it in six months right. and we've had people do it in two years. But see, what you've just laid out for people is that there's a strategy. Yes. Is whereas people, I think, they don't know the plan. Yes. They just like, oh, when I get money, I'll put some here and I'll put some there and... There's too much going on. And I do think one of the big problems is we don't look at the numbers. Yeah, we don't look at the we numbers. We don't look at the numbers. Like yeah. you don't, you people rip up the envelopes. Not that I would know that about that. <laughs> when they come, like not right now, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> not today, In Satan. The In the no, it's under the blood. I rebuke thee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that the numbers can get confronting, right? Yes. But how do you, okay, so you, you know, you've given a plan. Yeah. People are going, Aaron, this sounds great. This sounds great. But I don't make enough money. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, so like, they're like, we're barely making ends meet as it is. And we're, okay, I'm just talking to the people out there that love, you know, these people that throw a million excuses. Yeah. So they'll say. I was that person. They'll say, okay, Aaron, but that's great. But I'm picking up the kids. I'm dropping the kids off. I'm tired at the end of the day. You know, I'm, I, I'm doing nothing but laundry. You know, we're stressed to the max. Like, what are you saying to them? Good luck. <laughs> I'm not helping you. I'm not because it's right, like yeah. you you don't want help when you're that right. covered okay. with excuses. You have to lay those excuses down. Mm -hmm. Now, in all seriousness, I yeah. get it. Yeah, I, I know that it's hard and I'm I'm know, just trying to confusing. help people that are looking at this yes. point. Oh, sounds great. Yeah, easy for you to say. Easy you're for making, you to yeah, say, totally. but you've seen this yes. time and time and time and time again. Yeah. And an eight I like that you have a time frame around it. Yeah. That gives people hope because what I want to encourage people with is 18 months. If you were to say no to yourself for 18 months and focus, and I can only imagine that after the 18 months of doing that, your relationship with money and your ability to save is only yes. going to be more yeah. increased, right? Yeah. Well, let me show you. Something. Okay. I like this. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So the average person who I work with yeah. or have come, you know, into my life on average, and it's different everywhere. So if you live in a small town, the number's probably smaller. Yeah. If you live in a big city, the number's probably bigger just because incomes tend to be bigger. Right. You know, so this is just rough. But um, let's say you're 35 years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have 30 years roughly till what you would consider retirement. This is, this is how nerdy I am. Don't ever sit next to me at a party because I pull out my <laughs> compound interest calculator and I will bore you to death. Okay, so the but average you'll be rich. person you'll be rich. So the average person <laughs> has twenty five hundred dollars in payments a month, not including the mortgage. Twenty five hundred dollars in payments. Yeah. So vehicle payment, 
credit card payments, all the things, right? Yeah. Rent, whatever. So once we pay that debt off in 18 months, if we now take that same $2,500 and we start investing it for the next 30 years, we don't do anything. We, we make more income in the years. We, we still don't, we get to blow that money on whatever, but we just take what we were servicing the debt with $2,500 and we start investing it. And I'm using a, for those of you that are big math nerds, I'm using a a calculation of 8%. So if somebody's going to be like, where do you get 8% in the market? That's not the point. I'll teach you all that too. Don't worry. Um, And we compound it monthly for 30 years. At the end of 30 years, you now have $3.7 million. It's actually closer to 3.8. Wow. Yeah. This is your special calculator. It's available to you too. Wow. You can get it on iTunes or Apple iTunes. I love it. So you're putting, where are you putting that $2,500? Just anywhere that gives you 8%. No, because you don't know what gives you 8%. That's the thing about investing. So we're going to teach you all kinds of things, but you're going to, with a 30 year time horizon. So basically when you're investing, this is a sidebar. Don't do this now. Your number one job is to pay off debt because that debt is costing you 3.7, 3.8 million dollars. Right. So, so before you invest, you pay off debt. You think you, yeah, especially when you can focus and you can get it done in 18 months. Right. Now, if for some reason you're like, I'm going to pay off my debt over the next 10 years, then don't hold off investing because you're going to miss out on a lot of compounding. Sure. Um, but if you really want to maximize this, yeah. the best way that I found in the 20 some years I've been doing this is the, you pay off all the debt ASAP, right. like your life, like 3.8 million depends on it. Like, right. and then we start investing. Now, if you've got RSPs or 401ks or, you know, other stuff that you're already contributing to right. continue to do that. Cause mm-hmm. that's already in your budget. Mm-hmm. But what you're going to do is you're going to start investing in really, really like types of investments that cause growth or mm-hmm. cash flow. That's what right. we care about. Right. This is a whole other podcast. No, but we'll do another series. We'll, we'll come back series. and talk about that some other time. Yeah, we want to get rid of. But our on average, you can definitely con- a conservative financial planner will use five percent as right. their numbers, yeah. right? And but on average, if you're right. if you know what you're doing and you're right. paying attention to your numbers every week, because yes. you're going to update that network spreadsheet every right. week, because it's going to be confronting, yes. but it's going to be exciting, right. and you're going to celebrate every time that net worth goes up, right. even if it goes up just by a dollar. Like this, and you're going to be. I have a really cute spreadsheet too. It's all color coded. <laughs> Red is for liabilities, meaning like don't or like right, right, and green or teal yeah. is like go. That's, That's what the we assets, want. Yeah. yeah. And so it's really easy to use, right. and you just fill it out every week, uh-huh. and then it tracks how much it went up every week, right. and you can watch yourself progress, and you can celebrate. Right. So. That's what happens. 18 right. months from now, We're be rich. you could be on your way. And then <laughs> what's really cool about a lot of people who've you know been through, because I've done it for so yeah. long now, we've had millionaires, like yeah. people who had nothing who right. who are now millionaires. This works. And they stay in the, what's cool is they stay in the little program right. and they give back and they teach nice. and they said, this is what worked for That's me. So this cool. is an investment I made that was stupid and they mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point of all of that is that um, with enough time mm-hmm. and enough practice, mm-hmm you can do it. Right. There are dumb people who are rich, I guarantee you. Right. And nobody watching this or listening to this is half as stupid as some of the people out there right. who are really no, of wealthy. Course. Yeah. And that's the thing I think people feel the shame. Like, why can't... I think people think about this. Like, why can't I get rich? Right. Or I'm going to get rich because someone's... I'm going to win the lottery or someone's going to, you know, give me an inheritance. But what all you're saying is this is easy to achieve. Getting out of debt, achieving wealth is not that hard. It's, it's just not. strategies... Being yep. smart with systems. your money. Systems. Yeah. Systems. Getting real. Confronting. Um, when you talk about assets, so 18 months, we're free from debt. Yeah. You're talking about investing money. Should we be buying assets? Like, yeah. Uh, like a house? A like second home? The, oh, a house is not an asset. Okay, oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Whoa. <gasps> Whoa. Don't back buy a house. Okay. Don't buy a house. I just, I, wow. That was shocking. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. No. Okay. I like this. 
I got a little spicy. I have a chapter in the book called Plot Twist, and it's where I then make everybody take their houses off their network spreadsheets because the house is not an asset. Now, here's I learned this a long time ago. I'm telling you, it blew my mind. Yeah. I actually, years ago, had an assistant, and um, when I told her this, she didn't talk to me for two weeks. She was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so mad She's angry she went on and paid off her mortgage though so wow. it okay. worked well, again she was the adversary. Bank lady. Yes, she was <laughs> but so what an asset okay so when you're starting out you, you did everything right so far you put all your assets in the spreadsheet which yeah. was all the things you uh, own so you put your house in there right. and you put your mortgage for example yeah. in the liability section good for you yeah. good job mm -hmm. that's what the banks consider to be your asset mm -hmm. and liabilities because they're willing to lend against that stuff right. okay but you as a wealthy person now that you're stepping into your wealthy person persona right. That's not how you're going to view an asset. Wow. You're going to view an asset as something that puts money in your pocket. Sure. Right. So your primary residence takes money out of your pocket. Right. So we don't consider an asset. We consider it a liability. Right. So I don't want you to buy a house when you're out of debt. Now, you can buy a house if, let's say, it, it's a triplex or a right. duplex. Okay. And it's got a, a suite mm -hmm. and you're going to live in the little suite in the basement. Right. You can tell we live in Canada when yeah. we say basement yeah. suites because all my friends in Florida are like, like huh? what do you mean? Who would live in a basement? What do you mean? There's no shelter there. Like a bunker. We live in them. <laughs> we do. Um, but, and, and rent out the upstairs, right. right? So that your expenses are covered and you right. can live for free. Now we have an asset and, and we've greatly, yes, yes. And we've greatly reduced our expenses. Got it. So anything that we can do, right? Because that's, when you reduce your expenses, now you're taking that money that you would have put towards expenses and you're going to now buy other assets with right. it, which is going to increase your net worth. Right. So absolutely, you're going to be buying assets right. and it's going to be fun. And I'm telling you what's cool is it almost has the same high when you're buying assets as it does when you're making that purchase on Amazon. Right. You know that little like, ooh, I yeah. can't wait to get the thing. Yeah. Now when you're buying the asset, it's like it, it has that same, same thing. Yeah. Except, except it's for, not putting you in debt. Yes. I like this feeling. Yes, it's really fun. Wow. Yeah. So do you have credit cards? I have, I didn't for a long time. Okay. So what's really fun about this is I didn't use my credit. I could not. I, I, and, and I tell people in that, like my friend, Mark Groves, um, talks about how if you've been in a series of toxic relationships, mm -hmm. he tells women this all the time, you need to go on a dick detox. <laughs> Okay, I can tell that you speak to women all the time. Because <laughs> we've got condo, well, we have deck condom, we've got erectile dysfunction and dick detox. I do, I talk to a lot of women. Right. And so, and he's like, you just take a break from men for what you go on a man fast for a right. little while, right? You just really have to get back to who you really are yes. instead of the patterns you've been practicing right. in relationships. And so it's the same with the credit cards. I knew I had to go on a credit card detox because right. I was like, I'm not doing this for a year. Oh. I'm just taking a break. Right. And people are like, well, then how do you travel? How do you, you can get a prepaid card. You can use Visa or MasterCard debit. There's all kinds of ones you can use. And I had kept one credit card that I used for parking when right. I needed it. Yeah. But I took all, everything off auto pay and I had right. to get rid of the idea that I needed these points because the idea of these points right. was the thing that was, I kept thinking free travel, free travel. Are they free? No, it's so, when you add it up versus, and, and I got to fly through Guam to get to... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's no, it's but the so, lounges. Oh, it's we not worth the it. Lounges. There's plenty of other ways, okay. right? And what those are is those are incentives to keep the bank uses those. I mean, we think, oh, I'm getting this for free, but the bank isn't interested in giving you anything for free. Right. They're only doing it when they can get a profit, right? When it's going to make them more money. So they're like using their best forensic psychology to 
trick us into spending more all uh, the time, right? So nothing is for, for me, free. Nothing's for free. Because so, I saw on the Starbucks thing, they're like, your 10th drink is free. It's like, you've paid for it. We have paid for it. You've they brought that, that program in when my chai tea lattes went up 10 yeah, cents, right? They, and then you, as you buy 10, yeah, of course, because yes. you've already pre-bought it. You've pre-bought it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. See, look at you. Yeah. I can't wait for you to write a money book. It'll I know. Be so well, great. It'll be so I great. saw that slogan. I thought, I've already paid for this yes. free drink. Yes. You know, you I've invested into it yes. already. So nothing's free. Lo nothing's no loyalty free. program is free. You've built into it. Yes. Yeah. And what's cool about all of this, when you have this awareness and you start to see things differently, is it really does free you from the that sort of urgency of like, I need to do this. Like, I need to buy this 10th pack of butter to get the air miles. Like, I don't need that much butter. You don't need that much butter, honey. Like, you're better to have that cash in your pocket. This is what we do, though. Mm -hmm. These optimum points. And it's like, if yes. I just hit this, I'm going to get this. Yeah. You're right. So I had to go on a detox because I thought I'm giving right. up. I'm not I'm not going to be incentivized into anything. My yeah. only incentive is to make that net worth go up every wow. month. Wow. Wow. I'm in charge. The bank is not telling me what to do. I'm in control of my money. My money is not in control of me. And so I really had to switch that. So I did give up credit cards for a long time. And then I was a beacon reject. Literally had no credit score for a long time and like was great. I was like off grid. I didn't get any of those weird offers in the mail yeah, or yeah. those emails. It was really nice. But now I do when this is also funny when I decided to apply for a credit card. I have a photo of this somewhere on the internet, but I applied for my first credit card and it came in the mail and, you know, instantly approved. Right. Cause yeah, they're yeah. like, you have no, like yeah. they were all like, I want to be the first to yeah. get you in debt. Yeah. The credit card arrives in the mail and I flip it over and the CVV code on the back is 666. Oh, great. And I was like, I see, I yeah. see what's happening. I see, <laughs> I see. Yeah. I'm going to be very careful Hello. with this. Hello. Uh, so I do now for you do have a credit card. Uh, work expenses. But what about I don't so use it for credit cards line of credit the same you just you treat it like a credit card you pay it off you yep. start from the smallest to the largest you knock you one can, out yep. knock one out one at a time yeah yeah wow and one of the things when people have a really large like it can be really intimidating let's say you've got like a line of credit on your home sometimes technically it's a second mortgage right but let's say it's a seventy thousand dollar balance or something right. that feels really high one of the cool things you can do is make some kind of visual chart for yourself where you're like okay on this, I put a car for 13,000. I put this trip for 5,000. Mm -hmm. And you make some kind of visual representation of what that $70,000 is. Mm -hmm. And every time you knock out like 500 bucks of it, you color in a square. Right. And it also helps you take that huge number and kind of break it down into something smaller that feels like you right. can tackle it. I see. So the encouragement here mm -hmm. is people listening, people watching that have debt. Yes. Is one. They can get out of it. Yes. They can get out. You can. I think that's the thing is they feel shame mm -hmm. and they feel overwhelmed and the yeah. couples are fighting and the people are feeling hopeless. Yeah. You know, but the, the good news is one, you can get out of it yes. with a plan. Yes. An 18 month plan. <laughs> yes. And sometimes less. Sometimes less. Yeah. And then once they turn the tables, yes. looking at income producing assets and moving forward and then they'll be in a position where they can yes. be relieved. And the beautiful part about being in that position of financial freedom right. is that, you know, we talked about that, you know, three, whatever million dollars, yeah, yeah, 3.8 yeah. million dollars that you can have that stay as a principal amount in your life yeah. and you can live on the interest of that. So right. now your interest, like now I don't care if you have a car payment because right. you've got, let's say, I don't know, hundred thousand dollars a year in right. interest coming your way. Yeah. And so, yeah, go get a car payment because you've got an asset that's paying for that. Now right. you don't have to trade your time. You're not, that's right. You're not working yourself to the bone to pay for it. And that's the thing. I, I think I was watching something the other day. The guy said the, you know, people think about it's the time they don't have the time 
for your money. Yes. Because we don't have enough time to get that much money. That's the spinning the wheels. You need to start. He said you need to start selling things. That's what he said. Like selling a product or selling a thing because your time will never. Yeah. You'll always be in that spinning in the circle because that's the way we think. I just got to go get another job for 20 hours a week. Now I'm working 60 hours. Hard work block. Hard yeah. work block. Yeah. So your other book, so tell everybody the names of your book. So you've got Get the Hell Out of Debt. Get the Hell Out of Debt. Yeah. And then my second book is Naked Money Meetings. And that one, so Get the Hell Out of Debt. Is that the newer one? Is really about the, so Get the Hell Out of Debt is the practical, tactical tools, basically all of the systems, all of the things you need to do. Right. And Naked Money Meetings deals with the mindset stuff. Sure. That's the blocks. And and you need, yeah. And you really do need them um, both really to heal anything, right? right? Because it's like, you can, you know, the, Otherwise, you're just going to rack up debt, pay it off, rack up debt, pay it off, and keep that cycle going if you don't deal with the mindset stuff that's happening underneath. Yeah, I like what you said about healing because there is such an attachment to money because we're raised in different people. Some people spend money like it's water. Some people save it like they don't ever want it because you can be extreme on both levels. Yes, that's a block too. That's a block. The hoarding it is a block. Okay, because because my dad is like that. He's from Saskatchewan, farmer mentality, like picking up. You love him. I I know. It's like there's nobody like a Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan right? farmer, right? Like no. just the That's salt him. of the earth. Picking up pennies yes. off the ground, Pringle jars full <laughs> all around the house. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hundreds of dollars in pennies in a Pringle jar. But yeah. that's the way he, he was like so bare bones. Mm-hmm. But that's also extreme, right? It's also blocked because it's not allowing him block? to call invest. So I can in- call him and tell him about his block. <laughs> no, here's the rule. Here's the rule. Dad, I want to let you know about your block. Do not call your partner. Do not be like, Aaron says you have this block. Like yeah. you... Just the way the you heal it is you deal with your own blocks. Okay. And you let everybody okay, else deal with theirs. Okay, we're not going to put blocks Don't on call people. your dad. That's right. We're just going to deal with our own blocks. That's right. But basically what's happening is he's afraid to he's afraid to fail, right? So he's got what's called an intelligence skill block. And it doesn't mean that he's not intelligent because right. he's obviously yes, very intelligent. Very smart, yes. And I also too, I'm somebody who I'll stop and pick up a penny. Mm. But I wouldn't stop and pick up a penny at the expense of $10. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you really have to be mindful of what that money costs you. Right. So if he could take all that money and invest it, right. he can still be wise right. with money, but he's right. got to make it grow. We can't just sort of hoard it and save right. it, right? Because right. he's not going to build wealth that way either. Right. Yeah. So there is a bit of risk involved right. in the whole thing. Yeah. What about this? You know, right now we're obviously in a climate of, of you know, it's a bit of a recession or what? I, I don't, are we in a recession? Are we? I don't, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says the house is not an asset lady. Are we in a recession? We're not in a recession? Or do you think people are just inflating it to justify spending? I mean, I think we've been in a really tough economic climate. I think we were predicting things that they've actually, for the first time, seemingly done a decent job at managing in some countries. It's tough to say because there's so many things at play. But repeat after me. Scott does not participate in a recession. Scott does not participate. Scott Scott does does not participate in a recession. And so when you really learn to master your own economy, right. it's not going to matter what's going on out there. And I had to learn that the hard way too, because I was like, oh, is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? It's like, none of that matters. You can make money in a down climate and you can make money in a, in a healthy climate environment, um, economically speaking. It really depends more on you and your risk tolerance, your time horizon and what you know about cash flow. So you're, you're not subscribing to it. Times are tough. Times are tough. It's true. Times are tough, like overall for lots of people, but I'm going to adjust my behaviors Mm -hmm. and my mindset so that I'm not as affected. Now, of course, there are going to be things that affect me and things have affected me, but then you just shift your strategy because I still have my laser beam focus on the end goal, right? right? So it's possible that things are hard, but 
they're only hard if you really let them take you off course. So three things. Yeah. Is there three things that you just want to encourage people with right now when it comes to their new year with how they're going to look at their finances or is it four, three? What, what's <laughs> how your, many? How many things? How many? Okay, right now, for everybody listening, they're going to new year. What are yep. three things that people need to do to get the hell out of that? You are absolutely going to track your net worth every week. You're going to have a money date with yourself. Right. A little romantic. Yeah. You want it to be romantic. Okay. You know, what do you like to do on a date? You want adventure? You're going to do this in the back of your Jeep. Yeah. If you want romance, <laughs> you're going to light a candle, get a bubbly in your favorite yeah. sparkling glass, okay. right? And you're going to sit down yeah. once a week for about 10 minutes. The first time you do it, let right. me, it's going to take a long time. Okay. But eventually it's going to take about 10 minutes. Sure. And you're going to track that net worth every week and make sure it's going up. And you're also going to use that budget and make it increase the net worth. That's right. your job. Yep. Now, the other important piece of that is that your budget is never going to work out, just so you know. Okay. So everybody starts every month going, yeah. oh, I'm going to set the budget for the month and whatever. Yeah. And then it doesn't work and they go, oh, I suck at this. And then they give up. The budget was never intended to be perfect. <laughs> right. I have asked every rich person I've ever met how many times they got their budget to work exactly as they planned. And they have all said zero times in their right. entire lives. Because the unexpected things of life. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like a goal you're setting for yourself, goal post, and your job is just to get as many goals as possible. Sure. It's not, you're not going to shut out the game. Right. You're going to just yeah. aim at something. Yes. Yeah. So that's budget and net worth is number yeah. one. The second thing you're going to do is absolutely believe that you can. And you're going to only talk to people who tell you you can, right. because you're going to be surrounded by people who are like, oh, come on, just put on the credit card. Let's go to Vegas. Oh, right. come on. Let's whatever. Those people don't necessarily have your financial best interest at heart. Right. So get your booty in a community full of people who are, have similar goals and who are doing the things that you want to do. And don't be afraid to ask questions because mm -hmm. getting curious is like one of the key components to wealth. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing you're going to do is celebrate every little stinking thing that you do well, because it's so easy to focus on all the things that are going wrong. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a matter of, let's say, I don't know, you had an NSF fee of $45 mm -hmm. and you want to call the bank and dispute it. We all hate calling the bank. <laughs> it's the worst. I don't want to call the bank. You get put on hold, you get, uh, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you do it and you fight for that money and you get it returned, you're, you're going to celebrate that yeah. like you just get won the Stanley Cup. feedback. Yes. yes. And you're going to celebrate all the little things that you're doing to move towards right. your wealth. All the time you're going to start to celebrate and, and really honor yourself for those decisions right. because it's so easy to beat ourselves up and right. keep ourselves in that shame spiral. Yeah. And you're going to reverse that. Yeah. How, as we... And here, how do couples get on the same page? Because I'm sure you've had this where one is thinking this and one is thinking that. Mm -hmm. Advice for couples to get on the same page? <laughs> you're, you're, oh, it's cringe, right? I don't know that you can. I, here's, really? here's what I would tell you to do. Here's what works. Is if your partner isn't on the same page as you, do it anyway. Right. And sometimes what happens is once your partner starts to see you getting results, mm -hmm. then they get interested. Sure. But every time we try and like change or control or manipulate our partner into like doing the thing, or I've even had a, a woman who one time said, well, I gave him an allowance, a coffee allowance every week. And I was like, wow. oh no, right. you just gave him impotence. That's what yeah. you did. You didn't give him allowance. <laughs> There's no way you're banging. You know what I mean? There's no way you're banging if every day he yeah. comes home and he's like, Oh, I went to Tim Hortons and she's like, did you spend all the money? Like, that's just, don't that do that. Take the sex right out of the yeah, marriage, right? right? So just love your <laughs> partner for who they are and where they're at. Right. And just have open conversations with money, uncharged emotional conversations right. with yeah. money. And just really let your partner, even if they're going to fail, even if you're making motion forward and they're derailing you, which sometimes yeah. happen, like a partner will start to pay off debt and then the other partner spends and kind of yeah. racks it up. 
I'm telling you, you got to let it go and you, and you have to still focus on forward motion and track what it is you're doing and how well it's going and invite your partner into the conversation as much as possible. But if you try and pull them, you're going to create more problems in the relationship and you have to put the relationship before money or it's not going to work. And who's better at this men or women than getting out of debt? Just depends. Everybody. Yep. Sometimes men are better. Sometimes women. it depends on their personality or their psychology. Right. But you can get good at this. You can, anybody can get good. I got good at it. You can get good at it. So just let people know as we, as we wrap up, you were, you said you got yourself in financial caca because they're listening to this going, Oh, roll my eyes. This girl's telling me blah, 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 blah. How bad was it for you? $2.1 million. No. Yeah. In what? (laughs) So I used to work at MTV a hundred years ago. Oh, did you? I didn't know that. Yeah. Before we met. Wow. Okay. Cause I, think we met when I'd moved back to Canada. Yeah. No, I was working at MTV. You? I was working at MTV Canada when we met, but before that okay. I lived in London and I worked okay. at MTV Networks I Europe. Know this. Okay. And I thought I was Beyonce. Like right. we would just go to these parties and we would right. do all these things, right? And so I was buying assets, but I thought they, they weren't real assets. They were properties and different things that I was buying, but not with the awareness that I have today right. about what a true asset is. So I was like losing money on them a month, but I thought, oh, well, I'm only losing a hundred dollars here and three hundred dollars here, and yeah. it just, it just, I was getting underwater there. And then yeah. I had credit cards, and because I was so good at right. paying the minimums on the credit cards all the time, the credit card companies kept giving me more credit. So I would, right. and I was always buying dinners for everybody and right. paying for all. Like I just was Living like a large life. Yeah, it was oh. stupid. And literally one day woke up and thought, this, I'm, I'm tight. It's not working. I'm feeling like, <laughs> how do I have all of these assets, yeah. but I have no money? Right. So I added it all up. And wow. damn near shat myself <laughs> become financially literate to, to make so a change. So you learned, you figured it out. Yeah. And now you're passing that on. But this is what I want people to hear is because, you know, people to themselves think 100,000, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000. They're intimidated. They're thinking it's really bad mm-hmm. for me. That's the shame they're feeling. Yeah. But you're saying it was 2.1 million. Yes. Yeah. So... And if you can do it, yeah. And I'm only medium smart. Like, as you can probably tell, I'm not that articulate. I'm not that bright. You figured it out. But it was like a lot of trial and error and interviewing so many people and talking to wealthy people and being like, how do you, because I had been listening to people talk about money, but they were all broke people. Right. And so I was taking advice from, and and so I really had to start to be like, hi, do you mind if I ask you a bunch of questions? (laughs) And they were like, the cool thing is when you talk to wealthy people, they're often willing to help. And I think sometimes we get intimidated by that, Right. but people don't make fun of you when they've been in your shoes. Right. And so when you can find somebody who really understands what it's like or has been in your shoes, they're often willing to help. It's the people around you that Sure. Right. That are right. the ones that yeah. are making fun of you, but they haven't done it. So it's yeah. easy for them to make fun of you. So uh, we deal with people in the program who let's say they've got $5,000 in mm-hmm. debt and that's a huge amount for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, they can get out of debt and we've helped many people that have had six right. figures or more, a couple wow. people with seven figures, but wow. it takes the same amount of time roughly right. because of that debt to income ratio. So we were, we're talking about saying before. wherever it is, whatever that number is, 50, 100, 200, yeah. a million, 18 months, strategies, focus, yeah. doing all the things, we can get the hell out of that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Where can people find more of you? AaronSkyKelly.com. Right. That's it. That'll or lead you to everything. Lead you to everything. Or, or of course, books, everything. Yeah, books. Are, of course, you grab those at a bookstore or right. Amazon or wherever, but everything right. else is online. Yeah. Well, you have been awesome. I'm so happy. I got this has been amazing. You. Well, so like fun. I said, longtime friends, and I love what you're doing for people, empowering people. And I know that people that are watching or listening to this are going to get the hell out of that. We're going to position people to get resourced, get strong, have a great 
whatever year this is, because this is evergreen content. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever the year this is, 2051, <laughs> we want you to have the best 2051 ever. <laughs> so true. Anyway. What you're doing here and what oh. you're building is phenomenal. Thank you. And so I just want to say like everybody who's watching this or who's been a part of this and who's on this journey with you is going to learn so much from you, Thank not you. only from the head level, but from the heart level. So. And the way you connect people is brilliant. Thank you. And so everybody in this community that's on this journey of yeah. wellness and greatness and healing with you is just going to be so served. Amazing. So Thank grateful. You. Thank you. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know for me, I'm super excited to apply these principles. I'm doing these episodes to help empower you in whatever state of life you're at, from health and wellness, financial freedom, travel, adventure, creativity, all those things. If today was helpful for you, what would help me is to help get the word out there. Either liking this video, adding a comment, sharing it with a friend, calling your grandma and saying, you got to watch this show. Whatever you can do to help spread the word. I know we're all in this together. We all want to help others succeed in life and you're part of that solution. So once again, thank you for watching. If you want to watch another episode on the channel, go ahead and do that and I'll keep bringing you this content. All right, let's get the hell out of debt.